this podcast is going to be a place where we share everything about building, sustaining, and growing your business. Whether it's a physical business or an online business, doesn't matter. This podcast is going to be talking about everything business from mindset to marketing and everything in between. Because if you have a business or you are growing your business, you know there is a lot more to just scaling than meets the eye and that actually goes on behind the scenes. So So in this podcast, we are going to dive into everything that it takes to have an amazing, successful business. So as I mentioned, I'm Nicole and my business is The Simply Social. I help female entrepreneurs who typically didn't grow up in the digital era that we're now living in. They didn't grow up with websites or social media, TikTok or Instagram. All of this was not something that was native to them sitting on a laptop, sitting on their phone when they were seven or eight years old. That is not their generation and that's okay. But these people who I help, they really want to understand the digital world that we live in now. And I totally get it. It can be very overwhelming if you did not grow up in this digital age to really understand all of these different platforms and how to utilize them and how to use them best for your business. So that is exactly what the Simply Social does. Now, I have always been a little bit of a tech nerd behind the scenes. I've always been that person who is a lot more behind the scenes than in front of the camera. I really like making and designing websites and the different aspects that go into that. I also like the automation side of business and the back end tech side. That is something that I've always loved. So along with teaching social media and teaching online presence strategy and branding, I also work on website creation, CRM creation, and so much more that really goes into play when running a successful business because a successful business is so much more than simply just having a great Instagram account. There's so much more behind the scenes that often doesn't meet the eye and that there's so many different platforms online these days that are available for you to use. But a lot of people, especially if you didn't grow up in this era, don't know about them. So that is exactly what the Simply Social does is we help these female entrepreneurs get their business online with ease and optimized with ease so that it's not overwhelming for them. Now, now that you have a little bit of a background of the Simply Social and what we do, I would like to tell you a little bit more about me and my story. And I'm sure if you are a business owner, this is probably something that you can relate to, at least at some point in my story and my why, I'm sure that you will be able to relate to something because I really feel like a lot of business owners go through the same stages at some point. And that's exactly why this podcast is called Quitting Corporate, because that is a stage that a lot of us go through if we want to grow and scale and have a vision and a dream for our business. So as I mentioned, my name is Nicole of The Simply Social and my story really starts in high school. I know that was a wild heck, but all throughout high school, my dream was to work a corporate job. 
and have that quote unquote perfect corporate lifestyle. Now, I'm sure at some point you can probably relate to this. I was growing up in Canada in a small town and I wanted to live in the big city. For me, that was Toronto, a city of 4 million people. And that was the big city. I wanted that office job. I wanted to live that corporate lifestyle. And for a long time, throughout most of high school and university, that was what I wanted. And everything that I would do would be to better myself to reach that goal. Now, I don't know if this stemmed from growing up in a small town or corporate kind of just looking cool, uh, so to speak, on TV and in movies, but that was what I dreamt of and that was my biggest goal and my biggest dream. And now looking back on that, I really think to myself, that was my biggest dream, really? Um, but I mean, I guess hindsight is twenty twenty. So... That was high school and then throughout university I wanted something similar and in university I got the opportunity to study abroad if I wanted to. Surprisingly not many people were taking advantage of this option but I knew that traveling was something that interested me and so I took the opportunity for about five months to study abroad in Ljubljana, Slovenia and this was a very eye-opening experience. It was my first time or maybe second time in Europe, um, definitely my first time living in Europe and being there long term. And it was amazing. And I had just so many new experiences and met so many new people. But I left early and I came back to Canada, honestly saying to myself, okay, I know definitively now that I am never going to live abroad again. It's not for me. It's not what I'm interested in. I was happy to go back to Canada, go back to the same house with my friends and in my university town and go back to my classes. And I was happy doing that a lot happier than I was traveling Europe and being abroad. So when I came home, I really thought to myself, okay, that's the end of me being abroad. Um, it's funny now as I say that sitting in this chair in China, um, but at the time that was my thought process. So long story short, I finished university, continued on with the dream of wanting that quote unquote amazing office job, corporate job. Um, and although I didn't end up working in Toronto, I did end up working in the smaller town where I grew up. And I ended up getting an amazing job as an executive assistant, which really highlighted my skill sets. Um, and we worked together really well. And so for me, although it wasn't in my dream ideal city of Toronto, it was a job that was very well suited to me. And both myself and my boss saw that. And I was happy there. I was there for about a year and a half, but although I was happy and although the work I was doing was interesting, it wasn't fulfilling me and I knew that it would never fulfill me. And I didn't know why, but I just knew that this wasn't it. So I started looking into other opportunities and honestly, the opportunity that came to mind for me, although I said that I would never move abroad again, the opportunity that came to mind was to move abroad, to do exactly what I said I did not want to do. And 
to move and do something that I knew I would have a definitive job to make money in. So of course, that was teaching English. And that was kind of my way out of Canada. At this point, I realized that, and I didn't know at all that I wanted to have a business or that I wanted to help female entrepreneurs. I didn't know this. The only thing I knew at this time was that being in Canada was almost mundane and it wasn't something that I saw myself doing for the rest of my life. I had been in this office job for a year and a half and I already knew that I cannot go the next 40 years sitting in a little cubicle at a desk. It just wasn't for me. I was like, how do people do this? And I'm sure if you have your own online business, you can in some way, shape or form relate. So I ended up taking about a year, almost a year to prepare. And I decided on China to move abroad and teach English. And a really funny thing is that I think everybody in English speaking countries knows someone or has a friend of a friend who has taught abroad somewhere, usually somewhere in Asia. And everybody was saying to me as I was telling them my plans that I'm going to be leaving in a few months and getting excited and also nervous, they were like, okay, we'll see you next year. Okay, you'll be back. You know, after a year, everyone comes back after a year to start their life and teach. And I honestly think that almost every single person said this to me. We'll see you in a year. Maybe, you know, you'll stay another year and we'll see you in two years. But you'll be back again and you'll be working in Toronto or you'll be working in your hometown or you'll just be working somewhere in Canada and we'll see you again. And I remember thinking every time this was brought up in the back of my mind, I was thinking, well, I hope not. I hope I don't see you again. (laughs) Not in a mean way at all. Of course, I want to see them again, but in the sense of, I mean, if everything goes well in China, I don't plan on coming back here. That wasn't my plan, but of course I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just grinned and took it and was like, you know what, maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. Let's just see what happens. Who knows what's going to happen on the other side of the world. I could hate it and end up being back in a week. Who knows? So that was kind of my why as to why I needed a change and I just knew in my heart that Canada wasn't big enough for me there was so much more out there um there's really not that many major cities in Canada and I've always been a city girl at heart and I just knew if I wanted the life that I wanted and I wanted my life to look like I couldn't achieve that staying in Canada honestly And it was a great decision. I'm so happy I made that decision, but at the time it was scary. Um, So long story short, I ended up moving to China to teach English. Um, And this was great. And I did this for a while. Initially, I got lost in the new city of 10 million people, which I had never experienced. And being in Asia and being able to travel all over Asia so cheaply and just the whole experience of living elsewhere. And I kind of forgot the reason that I initially moved to China wasn't to teach. I'm not a teacher at heart. I didn't go to school to learn education. That was not my reason. My reason was to have a different lifestyle. However, for a while, I did get caught in 
maybe that teaching bubble or that easy life bubble of having fun and traveling and experiencing something new, which is fine. But it did take me a while, honestly, to come back and realize why I left Canada in the first place. And I hope you can relate to this and it might be a blessing in disguise and that is coronavirus. When coronavirus hit maybe a year and a half ago, I was stuck back home in Canada and I couldn't get back into China. The world was on lockdown and I know you remember this time. Everyone remembers what they were doing when COVID first hit and you were probably stuck in an apartment with your family, with your partner. And you couldn't leave for months and months and months and you just didn't have, you weren't able to see when when the end date was going to be. And I was in the exact same position, stuck in Canada, but really wishing that I could be in China and be back with my life. But I'm grateful for that period of being stuck in Canada because if that hadn't have happened, I don't think I would have found and re-realized my purpose for leaving Canada and for something greater and for wanting to make an impact and a difference and wanting something different in my life and actually being proactive and making that change instead of just staying in Canada and hoping that that change would just hit me in the head one day or just come to me one day. So COVID was really a blessing in disguise and now I can kind of see the silver lining of it that it really put me back on my purpose and put everything back into perspective of I'm not a teacher. This is not something that I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, So I can thankfully be grateful to coronavirus because of that. There's always a silver lining. I hope that you can find the same in your coronavirus experience. So when I was stuck at home, I was of course talking to a lot of family and friends who I hadn't seen in quite a few years or I hadn't seen long term in quite a few years other than a few short visits home. And throughout my time there, I realized that a lot of my family and friends were coming to me with questions that were really simple for me, but for them, it was just not their area and they didn't know where to start and where to go. And that was in the space of online tech and digital tech and social media and really anything when my friends and family had that business online. And a lot of these people didn't grow up in the era that I grew up in. They were older than I was. And I realized how much of a market and how much help was needed to be able to help these people in my life, my family, my friends who wanted to grow their business and wanted, just like me, something bigger for themselves, for their life, and to have a bigger purpose. But they just didn't know how to utilize these online tools to actually get their message out there and to show their passion to people. And so I helped with that. A lot of it was social media and building websites. And all of this came so simply to me. And I didn't even think of it as a business at first. Honestly, it was fun. It was fun for me to log online and go, okay, yeah, let me talk to them and call this person and figure out how to do this and then design this website. And it was all just 
fun for me. It was never a hassle. And I'm sure you feel the exact same way about whatever it is that you do in your business. You enjoy it. And that's why you want to make a business out of it and to help other people with it because it's something you enjoy. And hopefully your business is not something that you go into every day going, ah, and dreading it because then what's the difference between that and an office job, honestly? So that was really kind of what made me realize my strengths and what came naturally to me and how I can help other people in their business with this. So again, that's another kind of blessing in disguise due to coronavirus. So I ended up getting back into China during coronavirus and returning. And during this time, It was a really interesting time for me because I knew that teaching was not something I wanted to do. So I came back and I started my business, but I just didn't have enough time. I didn't have enough time to be able to work full time and do things and do other classes and lessons and see friends after my schooling as well, after teaching, and then also working on my business and taking courses and gaining new knowledge. And it was just too much at once. My day job was taking up too much of my time. So I unfortunately had to put my business on hold. I worked on it a little bit, but it was for the most part on hold. And I realized that I needed to leave my job. And I'm sure everyone at some point, if you are listening, you've had this realization that your business is what you want to work on and what you want to focus on. And you could do it for 10, 12 hours straight and it not feel draining because it's something that you enjoy. And this was exactly where I was, but I knew that my day job was just taking up too much of my time. So although I was making great money in China and the people, my friends and my colleagues in China were confused as to why would you leave this great job and go do something on your computer, people didn't really understand it. But that didn't matter to me because I was the one doing it, not them. So I ended up leaving my day job and I think I gave them like six months notice, didn't sign a new contract and ended up just not having a job for the first time since I was probably 10 years old. I did not have a secure, stable job that I knew I would be getting income from. But I think there is a silver lining in this, and I guess it depends on your personality type. But for my personality type, I like that push and that motivation of, okay, you have nothing else to fall back on. This is it. So you have to make this work. And for my personality, that works for me. When I knew that I had another source of income from, you know, other jobs or my main job, I wasn't nearly as motivated to focus on my business. But that motivation definitely ramped up when I knew that I didn't have anything else to rely on. This was going to be it. And this was something I had to grow and something that was my passion. So that for me and my personality really helped me. So leaving my job was scary. And I'm sure you can relate if you have left your job, if you have, if you are thinking about leaving your job. And whether you have that steady income in your business or not, 
I find usually if it's something you're passionate about and you like your business and you know that you can make it work, you will have that idea in the back of your head of maybe I should leave and just do it full time. And that was definitely the case for me. And that is exactly what I have done. Now, Another aspect of being in China and being surrounded by friends who a lot of them were also teachers, another aspect of that was the community aspect. And I no longer cared about talking about teaching things and what used to be in my day job. Now I cared and I was passionate and I wanted and I was excited to talk about business and online business and growing business and how to do that and network with other female entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing, who are in the same space, who are in different spaces. I wanted that community and that network, but that wasn't something that I could find in China because as I mentioned, most of my friends, most of the people were in my previous profession and that was not a passion of mine. That was not something that I wanted to waste my time talking about. I really wanted to talk to people who got it and who got entrepreneurship and who got working hard for your own business to make it work. So since I couldn't find that in the real world, well, I turned to the online community and Facebook has an amazing community of women who are doing exactly that, who are passionate about the things that I am passionate about as well. And so Facebook is really where I, even now to this day, turn to, to make a lot of my connections. And I love networking with other women on Facebook, hopping on calls. I find even if it's not a sales call or a discovery call, it doesn't matter. I like talking to other female entrepreneurs who are in my industry or even just in the online business industry as well. They don't need to be doing exactly what I'm doing, but in the online business industry, they get it and they know where I'm coming from. And they've gone through a lot of the same struggles as I'm sure you have had listening to this podcast. You can relate with me. We can relate to each other when we're on those Zoom calls networking. So I really found that community online. And I think if you have a community in your community, in your physical community where you can meet in person, that's amazing. But that's not always going to be the case. And it wasn't for me. So I had to turn to the online world. And that is where I made a bunch of connections with women who just get it. So because of this, I also created a Facebook group called Authentic Entrepreneur Connections. And in my business, I am all about being authentic and doing things that resonate with me. If a content strategy on Instagram doesn't resonate with me, guess what? I am not going to do it. I want to do things that I like, that I enjoy, and that resonate with me. Because when something resonates with you, I honestly feel like your passion will shine through for it. So I created an Authentic Entrepreneur Connection Facebook group. You are more than welcome to join if this is something that sounds of interest to you. I will link it in the show notes below. However, the only stipulation on the group is that we don't sell in this group. It's not a group that was created for selling your freebies or getting someone on your email list and all of the sales aspects that you find in so many other groups that are so dominant in so many other groups. This group is not for that. It's for asking questions, asking advice on struggles in your business, sharing wins, um, really anything else in your business that is not sales. 
and actually building authentic connections. So we do hold Zoom meetings once or twice each month. It's posted in the Facebook group when those are held, but we do hold those and we just hop on, everyone's unmuted, and we talk about our business and our struggles and where we've been at this week and what we're doing and why we're doing that to benefit our business and some great advice we've had, some fails we've had so that we can learn from each other. It's really a great community. So if you're interested in joining, that is down below. But the reason I started that group is because I wanted to network with other women who really got it because I just couldn't find that connection in person. So to wrap everything up, this has been my very short condensed story of why I am and how I got to sitting in this chair in China and having an amazing online business. If you also have an online business, I can guarantee at least one of the points in the story will resonate with you or is something that you have gone through, if not more than one of these points. And I really commend you for making it as far as you have. This is a business that is not easy to get into. It You struggle and you have breakdowns and there's a lot of mindset work that goes into it. So if you are just starting or you've been at it for a few months, kudos to you because you have taken that first step. And that is often the most difficult step to take. So you can look forward to future episodes on this podcast where it will be myself solo and we will also be having some amazing guests on the show to talk about so many different topics that are all prevalent when growing and sustaining and building a business. Whether it's a physical business or online business doesn't matter. We just want to talk about females building business, being entrepreneurs, being badass. So I hope to see you in the next episode and have an amazing day.